Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I did want to open up uh, with some scripture first, but I do want to give you guys some headlines about what we're going to be um, chit-chatting about tonight. So let me scroll on up here. So um, I made mention before about these 15-minute cities and, um, you know, they're popping up all over the place, a lot more conversation about them. It's becoming more mainstream. And so I want you guys to know Amarillo is one of the quote-unquote 15-minute cities that they are targeting. And there's a big old map of them. I'm going to put this um, uh, article by technocracy.news in the description below so you guys can go see if your city might be one of the targeted 15-minute cities. The article is 15-minute city. This statement should be read at every city council meeting in America. This is posted by Patrick Wood. Patrick Wood, who actually runs the site, technocracy.news. So here's another big one we want to talk about tonight. Redefining what God defined. The USA Today applauds so-called, quote, modern monogamy. Folks, this is at harbingersdaily.com. You can find that uh, article. And it's by Ken Ham, posted uh, the 26th of September which would have been uh, earlier today. I'm in the morning now, so it's the 27th of September. The convergence of sign cry out that Jesus is coming soon, but so few are paying attention, folks. This is by Jonathan Brittner. This was posted yesterday, the 26th of September, as well. And so our nation has pushed God to the outskirts of a society, and the results have been devastating. Folks, this article is by Tony Perkins, and this was posted right now, just now, uh, September the 27th. And uh, you can find that at, you got it, harbingersdaily.com. So, folks, uh, let's jump in. I do want to talk about some uh, scripture here really quick. I want to quote this for you guys. This is Psalm 30. If I can get that to come up for some reason, it's not wanting to come up. There we go. If I click the right button, it will. <laughs> this is Psalm 30, you guys. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cry out to you and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Now in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, I'm sorry. Now in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face and I was troubled. I cried out to you, O Lord, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. To the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Folks, that is Psalm 30. 
we should give the Lord praise today and every day. So praise the Lord for that. And we're so thankful for the Psalms and for the Proverbs and for all of the Bible. And so joy of forgiveness, uh, that's Psalm 32. So I was reading the Psalms today. And so um, it was really uh, really good and enlightening. I really do love to read the Psalms. And this morning I also read Psalm 32. And I'm going to quote verses 10 and 11. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. So folks, our joy is in the Lord, not in our circumstances. Most definitely um, not in this world. <laughs> so, sorry about this, guys. i got to fix my, my wiring here. i got it all whopper jawed, as we say in Texas, a little whopper job. So, let's start with, let's see. Oh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Should we go for the gusto? Let's do the 15-minute cities. Let me get a drink of coffee because I'm going to need it. <laughs> all right, you guys. So let's scroll on down here. There's a couple YouTube videos included in this as well, guys, if you want to check out the uh, link in the description. So a transcript of Joel Sussman's statement at the Aurora, uh, Ontario City Council meeting on September the 21st of 2023. Good evening, restructuring of Canadian mayors and municipalities under the auspices of the United Nations began in 1992. P.M. Mulroney signed Canada Onto UN Agenda 21, Canada thus became a UN member nation state. 178 countries signed on, lured by the promise of big money to go green. By 2,000 countries, including Canada, were being governed by directions of the UN G7, G20, World Economic Forum, and World Health Organization, to name some folks. Those are names that you want to remember. Every organization named is a foreign-based NGO, non-governmental organization, and every member of all these organizations is unelected. Parliamentary procedures for law changes weren't followed. In 1994, a municipal primer was used to uh, was issued to all local towns, outlining how they were to restructure their governments. Through, uh, although the municipal Primer was a non-binding agreement. All towns adopted it. For our public officials, the mayor and counselors of that day were partnered with a private corporation, the Corporation of the Town of Aurora, who appointed a chief administrative officer who helped implement the global agenda instead of a local one. The International Council on Local and Environmental Issues, the ICLEI, became the main source of consultation to push and fund the global agenda. We remind you that the World Economic Forum of the United nation signed a strategic partnership framework in 2019 to jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 agenda for sustainable development. Think this is the same World Economic Forum whose chairman Klaus Schwab famously declared you will own nothing and be happy. This is the same Klaus Schwab who, referring to Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, boasted, we have penetrated more than half of his cabinet. We would ask Mayor Maracas and the councillors, why should the citizens of Aurora bow down to the intrus intrusive dictates of an unelected foreign entity? And uh, the fact is, we should not. We should not. Uh, we should not, and we will not. What you ask? Does any of this have to do with fifteen smart cities? Absolutely everything. 
smart. S is for surveillance. M is for monitoring. A is for analysis. R is for reporting. And T is for technology. Technology.news editor Patrick Wood, 50 years of experience and expertise on technocracy, wrote the 50-minute city is a cover for data collection bonanza for technocrats who design and operate them. Cities designed for maximum efficiency always reveal technocrat thinking that efficiency itself is the goal. Maximum surveillance allows for maximum control of our maximum control to achieve even more efficiency. It at its very root, this mechanic, this mechanic, mechanicist, I'm sorry, folks, I can't talk today. Mechanistic thinking is anti-human. The 15-minute city narrative uh, seeks to fool you in the guise of saving the planet, keeping you safe and delivering convenience. Yes, folks, that's how they get you convenience. So it's actually the gateway to digital IDs and CBDC, central bank digital currency. CBDCs allow bankers and our governments to freeze your bank account because you happen to peacefully and lawfully protest and express your disagreement with the government policies. Does anyone remember the truckers convoy in Ottawa, February 22, when the government of Canada invoked the Emergencies Act and froze the bank, the private bank accounts of law-abiding citizens? 15-minute cities are wolves in sheep's clothing. Don't believe the countless stories spewing forth from the 24-7 bases from the elitist captured mainstream media, all claiming to have your best interests um, at heart. We have been burned too many times. In reality, 24-7 surveillance through the Internet of Things inside your home, 5G and LED streetlights, outside monitoring and tracking and recording everything you guys remember i don't know if you do or not i did a um man i did a podcast on this about the different colored um oh led street lights that they were putting especially on on ramps and off ramps and um tasha there at mama bear prepper had talked about it and of course it was on her discord uh, channel as well and so i did some research on that lo and behold it was true so folks they have been planning this for a while, for a while. And they're like, well, you know, our regular lights have been out and we got these new bulbs and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and they just happen to be um, across the the nation, these new bulbs. <laughs> it's like, really? But of course, folks, they think we're stupid. We're sheep, you know, remember. And for the most part, people just stare at their phones and, you know, do whatever they do, right? Nobody really actually uses their brain because of all the chemicals they're putting in our water, uh, in the air, they're literally poisoning us, um, you know, basically from the inside out, you know. And uh, it's, it's, it's a diabolical plan. It is a evil, sadistic, diabolical plan. And you know who's behind it? Satan, of course. Satan is behind it. He is a murderer, and he has been a murderer from the beginning. He's a liar and the father of all lies. So we shouldn't be surprised. We are living in the end days. So there you have it. So we're going to move right along here. So uh, 15, okay, we got to go, sorry, I'm going to reread that again. So the implementation of exclusion zones and geofencing to restrict movement and travel. Yes, folks, it's all about the 15 minutes. If you can ask them over in, is it in England? There's a town over in England, a city over there that they're doing this. And people get fined if they travel outside their city. And you only get so many, what, miles or points or something that you can travel outside of your 15-minute zone. And then you start having to pay a fine. I'm like, are you kidding me? What in the world? 
This is their plan, you guys. So implementation of exclusion zones in geofencing to restrict movement and travel. Ability to control behaviors through military-directed energy te- or energy technologies. Property in car ownership to be outlawed. Evictions from farms in rural areas to go to gather people into cities. Digital passwords being promulgated by the United States. Folks, if you don't believe that, go check out Netherlands and what they're doing to the farmers in Netherlands. Not only the farmers in Netherlands, but in Nepal, in India, folks, the truth is out there. You just got to search for it. If you have not watched the latest um, episode from uh, e- e- uh, Epic Times, Epoch Times, um, they're talking about the farmers. Let me see if I can pull. I had that up. I just watched that the other day. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Let me pull this up for you guys. Yes, Epoch Times. Let me pull it up. It is, if it'll bring this up here for me. I want to get the title right because I don't want to tell you guys the wrong title. And let's go back here to the front page. Oh, my goodness. I have the news, um, the, um, what she call it, the uh, online newspaper. And um, I thought it would be on their front page, but it's not. Anyway, it's, it's, oh, my goodness. I should have been more prepared, but I'm not. It's the, uh, the far, I know I got the email on it. Let me just look it up over here. I'm sorry, guys. Farmers. Let's do farmers. There we go. Bum, bum, bum. And then I'll get you guys the title. There we go. Sorry, you guys. So it's about the Dutch farmers. And, uh, you know, it's okay. This is hilarious. This is how they mainstream media. Okay. This is so... You can't even, like, I topped in Farmers Netherland Epoch Times, and it still will not bring up the video. You have got to be kidding me. Wow. But scrolled all the way down to the bottom here, and here it is. No farmers, no food. And it says, will you eat insects? Folks, if you haven't watched that, go watch that at Epic Times. It's totally worth it. It's a great documentary. It's a little over an hour. Um, totally worth it. it. Took him a year to put that together. Um, man, I tell you what, it's definitely worth it. But uh, their manufactured food crisis is what they're doing, and they like literally want to shut down three thousand farms, three thousand farms in the Netherlands. You got to be kidding me, folks! This thing, the, this is really happening around the world. In the United States, we don't we don't get news. We don't. You know, you're fed from the trough. Is basically what it is here. You get the slop from the trough. Uh, that whatever you know black rock and then wants you to hear uh yeah you don't get the real truth you have to go out and search for the truth and so that's what i try to do for you guys i try to go around and grab headlines that you're not normally going to hear you definitely will not hear in your mainstream media and just all of these headlines are to point you back to the bible to let you know bible prophecy is happening right before our eyes and uh, if you do not have that personal relationship with jesus christ uh, I don't know what you're waiting for because we could be snatched out of here just like that. Uh, in the twinkling of an eye, the sound of that trumpet, we are gone. And uh, the rest of you who are non-believers will be left behind. And you don't want to be here for the tribulation. I can guarantee you that. So there's nothing you have to do. You do not have to get right to go to, ch- to, go to church. You can't clean yourself up to go to church. Let me tell you something, folks. Uh, it doesn't work that way, Okay. Um, Jesus is the one that saves you. And so, um, you know, all you have to do is ask him. 
all you have to do is say, Jesus, please save me. I believe that you are who you say you are. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died on a cross for my sins and the sins of the world. I believe that. I believe you died and three days later, I believe God the Father resurrected you from the dead and that you have gone to heaven and you sit on the right hand of the throne of God because it's finished. You know, he was here on the earth 30 days after the fact. And then, of course, God took him to heaven. And so, folks, today's the day. Today's the day. It's good news. No matter what you've done, doesn't matter how bad it is. I don't care because I'm a wicked person myself. So I don't care what you've done. But whatever you've done, there's nothing you could have done that Jesus Christ will not forgive you for. So today is a day to ask him to forgive you, to wash you and cleanse you. Today's the day, folks. Anyway, we're going to be right along here. So um, <laughs> so the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization are in the final stages of planning and implementation. They are tied to social credit score, which is determined by compliance to government directives. These passports control all access in all aspects of life. Digital currency is being implemented to end cash and monitor all your spending. Your digital currency will be turned off or on depending on your compliance score, UBI, or universal basic income is a state-controlled allowance forcing compliance by restricting access to food money services and education all of the above will enable climate lockdowns to be implemented easily arbitrarily and indefinitely so the real agenda of a 15-minute smart cities is to monitor and control everyone and everything in summary in the days coming uh, in the coming days council will receive an electronic info packet which will contain the text of this delegation and other items we the citizens of aurora wish to enter into a meaningful respectful dialogue with our elected members of the council on this complex important issue a key framework of that dialogue is a list of questions posed to the council can the council explicitly guarantee that citizens will be free to travel as is their right under the Charter of Rights and Freedoms? Can council guarantee not to restrict access to essential services, medical care, bank accounts, government, pensions, utilities? Most importantly, we the citizens of Aurora need to have the conversation with the, with the council about exilting their non-binding agreement or exiting their non-binding agreement with the, with the private for not private for-profit entity known as the Corporation of the Town of Aurora. We need to turn back the page to a simpler time when open, transparent municipal government serving its citizens and working in their best interest ruled the day. We are your equal partners on this journey. Thank you. Folks, that letter needs to be read in every city council across the United States, Canada, wherever. In, uh, insert instead of Aurora, insert your city's name there. Like uh, I'm going to submit that to our uh, council too. And instead of Aurora, I'm going to put Amarillo, Texas. Because you can see here on the map, we are on there. And uh, right smack dab there in the middle is Amarillo. And I'm not sure if that's Lubbock or if it's a little further down from Lubbock than on the map. But it uh, looks like Albuquerque's on there. El Paso is on there. Uh, in Texas, has got a lot of them on their record. I can tell you a few states. Yeah, there's one in almost. There is one in every single state. Wow. Montana, a 15 minute. Can you imagine a 15 minute city in Montana? Have you seen Montana? There's not a lot in Montana. Okay, just you know, Wyoming. You got a long ways to go between you know places. 
But amazingly enough, there's quite there's two. Looks like only in Nevada, um, Colorado's got quite a few. Yep, Oklahoma amazingly has quite a few too. Folks, Florida is covered in 15-minute cities. DeSantis, what are you doing, bro? Thought you were on our side. Hmm? Yeah, you seem to be crumbling. Oh, goodness, guys. So let's move right along here. So Tony Perkins, our nation has pushed God to the outskirts of society, and the results have been devastating. Harbinger's Daily posted today, September the 27th. Our nation is in crisis. It isn't a gun crisis or a fentanyl crisis. It's not a border crisis or even a governmental funding crisis. No, it is a moral and spiritual crisis. A sickening video that went viral last week and fully displays it. The video was of two 17-year-old males who were apparently identifying as heartless, demon-possessed thugs recorded their joyride in a stolen car. The video shows the two cheering as they ram and forced one car off the road. Then they spotted a 64-year-old Andreas Probst, a retired police officer, taking his morning bike ride. The driver asked his passenger if he was ready to capture their feet on camera. Swerving into the bike lane behind Probst, they blew the horn and then plowed into the back of him, throwing him onto the windshield over the over the car and onto the pavement as they accelerated. The punk in the passenger seat turned to catch uh, catch on camera. Probst bounced onto the road, who died of his injuries that day. I remember he got a, I watched that, you guys, and it was terrible. The driver was arrested shortly after and taken to the juvenile tensional detention center the clark county district attorney's office has announced it will try the teenagers as adults as they should be don't expect the white house or others who see violent crime as little more than justification to grab more power over law-abiding citizens to pay any attention to a drive over killing however this crime is so shocking some are asking how we arrived at such a place where cold-blooded murder is callously carried out like a virtual video game i don't know may i remind you guys because of lawlessness, the love of many will grow cold. Mm. But he goes on to say, Tony Perkins. He goes on to say, but should we really be surprised? As a nation, we push God to the outskirts of society. Instead of teaching our children that they are created in the image of God and therefore have value, we are telling them they come from animals. And then we are shocked when they act like animals. This is a moral and spiritual crisis, but don't expect political leaders, especially on the left, to acknowledge the fact because they refuse to look beyond the symptoms. Take the mayor of Chicago, Brandon Johnson, who is calling for city-owned grocery stores to be placed in neighborhoods that have become what he calls food deserts, or food deserts, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no desserts there, folks. <laughs> so food de de deserts. Um, after Walmart and Whole Foods shuttered their stores because of unsustainable losses, retailers nationwide are going under and shutting their doors because of a $100 billion shoplifting epidemic. It's gotten so bad here in Washington, D.C. that almost everything is behind locks plexiglass. Commentators and conservatives point to lax policies like California Prop 47, which reduced theft from a potential felony to a misdemeanor. These lenient policies only compound the lawlessness fostered by depleted and demoralized police departments in the wake of the left's defund the police movement. But it's not just civil governments that has facilitated this moral and spiritual crisis that threatens the future of our country. I've often been asked, uh, asked this question while in conversation with political leaders. Tony, why do pastors want us to vote on and speak about issues they won't preach about from the pulpit? 
Mm. To be sure, many pastors are preaching on these issues. Some were at Family Research Council's recent pray vote stand. Some at Jack Hibbs of Calvary Chapel, Chima Hills, uh, Chino Hills, Calvary or Cornerstone Chapel's Gary Hamrick, Bishop Vincent Matthews, and others. But far too many fail to see their God-given role to not just preach the truth, but challenge people to live by the truth in every area of their life. In the church, pastors must rediscover their prophetic voice to address this moral and spiritual crisis. Ooh, goodness, folks. Yes, the lawless anti-God policies of government have fostered this violent and deadly environment. And the church has, for the most part, only whispered its objections. But where are the parents? I know the government has usurped the role of moms and dads in many ways, hiding critical information. Um from them about their children's mental and spiritual well-being at school in some cases they've refused to allow parents to get counseling for their children if it is not in lockstep with leftist ideology but a recent report from king's college london uh, suggests parents in the united states are not concerned with their children being civil or even obedient coming in nearly dead last in the two dozen surveyed countries only 21 percent of american adults said obedience was a priority for children what did rank near the top of priorities tolerance there was little tolerance for mr probes to 21st century ears it is archaic to quote a founding father but considering that they did craft what has become the longest surviving written charter of government in the world Maybe we can learn from them how to keep this experiment in liberty going. John Adams, American second president, warned, quote, Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other, unquote. In other words, if we don't go beyond the litany of crisis facing our nation, we are just symptoms. Whether it be the border, fentanyl, guns, or stolen cars used to run over innocent people, to see what is truly at the heart of this crisis, we will lose this country as we have known it because we will miss the moral and spiritual crisis confronting us. We must return to God and to his word. Yes, folks, like I say all the time, get in the word of God, let the word of God get into you. Uh, folks, this is what we, this is what America, this is what the world needs. We need Jesus. But we do know that we are living in the end days and uh, things are only going to get worse. And, um, you know, we need to be the salt and light right now, not not yesterday, not tomorrow, today. We live for today because, um, you know, we don't know what tomorrow will bring. We know God holds tomorrow, but, you know, we're not to worry about tomorrow. You know, the Lord says, if you plan to do something, you know, say, well, if the Lord wills, I'll do such and such and whatever, you know, um, that's scriptural, that's doctrine. Um so today, today, what can you do for the Lord today? Um, folks, I do have one huge prayer request. My sweet friend, um, my one of my dearest, sweetest friends, um, she's like my sister. We call each other sister. Her name is Stephanie Schof. Um, she uh, is married to Dwayne, her husband. She takes care of her of his mom, too. And um, right now, Dwayne, they, he was diagnosed last night or not before last. Um, no. I got the I got the, the message this morning. He's got a large tumor in his throat, and I do believe on October the third, um, they're going to do go in and put a trachea in to reduce the swelling so he can breathe. Then they're going to do a biopsy and send it off. And right now they're treating it as cancer. Um, you guys, um, he they they run a, a, a sawmill business, and of course he can't work right now. And, um, you know, Stephanie is, uh, of course, requesting prayer. And so I'm asking you guys if you would please pray for Stephanie and Dwayne. 
I mean, his mother's, you know, um, his mother's not in good health and neither is Stephanie. And so, um, but she is one of the sweetest people, the sweetest souls I've ever met in my entire life. And I've known her since I was about 18. And um, anyway, if you guys would keep them in prayer, I so would appreciate it. Um, and Dwayne's is, uh, he's, they're just good hearted, good hearted people would do anything for anybody. And, um, you know, they, we've all had some rough life. And so, you know, if you just keep them in prayer, boy, I sure would appreciate that. Um, but let's, let's get on to Jonathan Brittner and, um, we are going to, uh, let me see. You know what? I may save that for tomorrow. Let me save that for tomorrow. Yeah. Later on today, we'll put it that way. So let's jump into this. Redefining what God defined. USA Today applauds so-called modern monogamy. This is by Ken Ham, posted the September 26th. So what is modern monogamy? Well, apparently it is uh, it's a new relationship structure that broadens the definition and shifts the timeline of traditional monogamy. Biblical marriage says. So in other words, it's yet another perversion of God's very good design of one man for one woman for life. It's sinful man redefining what God defined. So according to a puff piece from USA Today, modern monogamy is a term sometimes used to, quote, speak to a dynamic where an individual prefers an exclusive partnership with another person but understands relationships as impermanent, impermanent or seasonal. They have released the notion that one person will be with whom they spend their entire life or that this one person will align with who they become in the future or remain compatible with time, unquote. So Ken says, in other words, a person wants a relationship with just one person at a time, but doesn't want to commit their lives to that person. Each relationship is transient and dependent on the needs or seasons of life that person is in. What a sad perversion of God's design. The article states, quote, what do you want in a partner at 20 may differ uh, from what you wanted a partner in your 40s. And that may be true, but the article fails to mention is that in marriage you grow together. Neither of you should be the same person at 40 years old that you were at 20. And if you've invested in each other and in your marriage, you should grow together, deepening and strengthening your relationship over the years and decades. It's the amazing truth of God's design of how a man and woman become one flesh in marriage. He says, I've seen, he goes, I've been married to my wife, Mally, for 50 years. And I have to admit, we have always had a third person in our marriage, the person of Jesus Christ, the God man. We made a vow before God that committed the two of us together for life. And we love each other now more than we ever have. And that's how it should be. That's marriage as God intended it to be. Yes, so-called modern monogamy, which is really just fornication and promiscuity, is a perversion of God's design for marriage and described in Genesis chapter 2, verses 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. What about kids? Or what about the kids? It's worth noting that in this, quote, new relationship structure, it's really not new, just given a new name. Children, again, come last. Their needs uh, sacrifice on the altar of adult desire. Children always do come last when it comes to perversions of God's design. Children need a loving, stable home with a mom and dad who are married to each other. Study after study has shown that this relationship structure, the one God designed, is the best for a children's well-being. Modern monogamy perversions like it create unstable homes with adults coming and going, and any children born from these unions lose the wonderful blessing that marriage is for both their parents and for them. 
We shouldn't sacrifice the well-being of children so adults can do whatever they want with their bodies. Instead, we should abide by God's design and create stable, lasting families that honor him and are blessings to children. Folks, he said, every single thing that God's design, Satan's is the opposite or upside down. That's why they, their music, if you play it backwards, you know, say, I'm telling you, it's crazy. Oh, you remember in Obama, what was he saying? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Do you know if you play that backwards, it says hell, Satan. Or something like that. It's crazy. I just, I just literally, just, I was on Pastor Billy's um, study on the demon worship. I could not believe it. Oh, it's, it's blatantly clear. It's not some, you know, wishy-washy, you know, rah, 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 rah. no, man, it is clear as a bell. But, um, folks, I'll tell you what, so let me move on down here. So let me see if we can get this in here. So the convergence. The Convergence of Signs. We're going to go ahead and this is a lengthy article and I may not read all of it, but I will touch the hot point. So the Convergence of Signs cry out that Jesus is coming soon, but so few are paying attention. So Jonathan Brenner posted the 26th of September and you can find it at theharbingersdaily.com. Harbingersdaily.com. So let me move us on down, folks. So we most assuredly live in biblical times. The convergence of signs is like that of the grand finale of a fireworks show that noisily illuminates the sky with this bright display of colors. Yet sadly, many believers and pastors turn their heads and walk away from the spectacle telling themselves and others there's nothing to see here. He says, I also believe the words of Proverbs 120 apply here. Wisdom crieth out without she uttereth her voice in the streets. The myriad of signs, along with the voices of many students of Bible prophecy, sound the alarm regarding the nearness of the tribulation. Wisdom continues to cry out with the message that Jesus is coming soon, but so few are paying attention. After, uh, he goes, a few months ago, he goes, I wrote about the blindness to such things and how can you not see? He says, I still wonder how those who know scripture can remain, un- can remain asleep and unaware of the signs that point to the nearness of Jesus' appearing. He says, now my question has progressed to how much longer can it be before Jesus catches us up to meet him in the air? Oh, mine too, Jonathan, mine too. He goes on to say, below are several reasons that caused me to ask this question. The rush to divide Israel. When I look at an, when I look at Israel on a world map, I need to put on my reading glasses. And even then, it's difficult to discern the nation's boundaries. Most countries uh, this small receive little or no attention on the world stage. However, Almost all the world leaders are now focused on are now focused on both Israel and Jerusalem. So he goes on to say uh, the 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 Bible predicted this would happen at the time uh, at the time of the end. So Zechariah chapter twelve verses one through three, uh, the U.S. and other nations have become preoccupied with settling the Palestinian matter, believing this will magically bring peace to the entire region. During his speech at the U.N., President Biden called for a two-state solution as the path toward peace in uh, toward peace in the region. When he met with the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, seemed willingly to go along with it to a limited degree. Perhaps as part of the deal with the Saudi Arabia that Netanyahu now predicts will become a reality sometime in early 2020. And I'm going to, I would say this, but Jonathan's going to say it right here. The rush to divide Israel tells us that the tribulation period is ever so near because it will be during this time that the Lord will judge the nations that cut up his land. Joel chapter three, 
verse 1 through 3. Those with the passion to provide a state for the Palestinians are fulfilling biblical prophecy. God said this would happen at the time of the end. And guys, I'm just going to read to you really quick. Joel chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. For behold, in those days and in that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage. Click on this really quick. Uh-oh. Sorry about that, folks. Went away. <laughs> Uh, in my heritage whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land and they have cast lots for my people and have given a boy for a harlot and sold a girl for wine that they might drink focus the king james version and uh, we're going to return to the article and um so so it, he goes on to say the the push for digital currencies another telling sign that speaks to the nearness of the tribulation is the push for digital currencies during the September 2023 meeting of the G20 nations in New Delhi India the leaders quote agreed to a plan to eventually impose digital currencies and digital IDs in their respective populations amid concern that government might use them to monitor their people spending and crush dissent this pact includes a pledge quote to build the necessary infrastructure to implement digital currencies and IDs, end quote. The Antichrist needs such a system in place by the midpoint of the tribulation in order to control the buying and selling throughout the world. Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 through 18. He won't be able to do this if it's possible for people to use cash or write checks for their purchases. In America, the digital bank current digital bank Central bank digital currencies is coming by way of the Federal Reserve now, Fed now, which has gone live. Many major banks are now participating in the program, which makes the transferring of money immediate. David Bowen, in his article, Fed Now Goes Lives, Paving the Way to a Central Bank Digital Currency on Harbinger's Daily, wrote this about the matter. And I quote, the Federal Reserve claims this is the alternative to a CBDC, a central bank digital currency. But really what this is, uh, what this is, is a stepping stone to a CBDC. Once the public gets more comfortable with the speed of Fed Now and the system is uh, accepted as a standard procedure, you'll get a digital, a central bank digital currency currency the inevitable collapse of the economy in the u.s will speed up the path to a cbdc in america which will quickly become a unified worldwide currency during the tribulation if not before it starts the threat of world war three oh boy so much stuff has actually happened since yesterday to today when he wrote this or when he uploaded this article if you guys follow amir sarfati on telegram you'll know this so anyway moving right along he goes, after we, are, after we are in glory with Jesus, he will open seven seals on what I believe is his title deed to the, all the kingdoms of the world, Revelation 6, 1 through 8. The text tells us that war will be a factor in the killing of one-fourth of the earth's population. Do we see such a deadly conflict on the horizon? Yes, we do. One blogger pointed out that, quote, most Americans have absolutely no idea how close we are to the unthinkable. Most of us believe the talking heads on television when they assure us that our politicians have everything under control and that it's uh, and that it is extremely unlikely that a nuclear conflict will happen. I'm from the government. We're here to help you. <laughs> yeah. So Russian Foreign Minister Sergio or Sergei Yelavrov uh, publicly stated that the U.S. is conducting a war against Russia with the support of Ukraine. In the past several weeks, I have read several accounts of Russian officials warning the U.S. of a nuclear attack because of its 
support of Ukraine's war effort. When we have the threat from China, uh, Gatestone Institute senior fellow and China expert Gordon Chang said this regarding the threat, quote, we're much closer to a nuclear exchange than Americans think. Uh, China is preparing to go to war. China is surveying the United States for nuclear weapons strikes. So we've got to realize the gravity of this. The problems inside the Chinese uh, regime right now indicate that Xi Jinping in the rocket force Will con- which controls almost all of China's nuclear weapons, he's now installing officers who will obey his orders to push the button when he gives it. Mm. You remember the balloon? This is nothing to see here, folks. It's just a balloon. Mm. Uh, it's remarkable that Biden's support of Ukraine has not yet boiled over into a Russian attack on America. Just this week, we heard news of U.S. Abram tanks heading to Ukraine in Biden's plan to supply the nation with long-range missiles. Unless Vladimir Putin has the patience of Job, these things will lead to a direct attack on America. Folks, it's coming. It is coming. And uh, our incompetent, I don't really think, they're not really incompetent. Um, They're like puppets. And, of course, we have the puppet masters like the World Economic Forum and the Bill Gates of Hell and, you know, all these people above them pulling the strings, BlackRock, all this stuff is going on behind the scenes, and they're pulling the strings. And Biden's just, man, the lights are on, but there ain't nobody home. There ain't nobody in that man's head, I tell you what, except those little microphones telling him what to say. And, you know, he don't have no idea what's going on. He's just there. He's like a warm body. Uh, and so they're planning all this. They're planning the war. They're planning all of this, folks. Wake up and and smell what's coming at you because it's coming fast just like the bible said jesus said when these things begin to happen when these things begin to happen hold your head up high because your redemption draws near these things have begun to happen so we need to be waiting waiting for the lord jesus to take us and what are you going to be doing when the good lord comes to take you home what's it what am i going to be doing when he comes to take us home i hope i'm serving him and not doing so much he's supposed to be doing you know what i'm saying um but the time is coming we need to be living for the lord jesus right now we need to be out there telling people telling people the word of God, warning people, telling them, look what's going on. Look at these headlines. Look, bam, bam, bam. This is happening now. It's not a book. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a dream. (laughs) This is really happening. Um, We could be going to war soon. Um, And um, I pray we're not here. I pray we're taken out of here uh, before that happens. But we do know war will come eventually. Uh, the you know tribulation in, in the book of revelation tells us it's going to happen so we know what's happening just like we know famine and pestilence and all these things are going to happen because the bible tells us these things are going to happen so we're ramping up to that right now so we should be prepared not scared so moving right along um so he goes these <clears throat> this may seem like an unusual sign of the end times however the widespread acceptance of extraterrestrial life um along with many governments acknowledging their existence sorry guys i'm losing my voice um demonstrates the increased activity of satan to explain our sudden disappearance that's uso ufos and aliens Mm. Mm -hmm. folks have you noticed it's everywhere they're talking about it everywhere he says i've watched a few prophecy updates from pastor brandon holthouse on this matter his insight demonstrates the progress that the devil has already made in perpetrating this deception one of his videos, he quoted a U.S. Navy pilot as saying that UFO sightings are an everyday occurrence. I'm going to put a stipulation on there for Pastor Brandon Holthouse. Uh, <clears throat> just, um, you know, you know, uh, when you watch things, just, you know, uh, or listen to other folks, just, you know, pray about it. You know, listen to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so a short clip of an interview I heard on Twitter last week confirms the wide 
uh, acceptance of alien life among the elite of our day, or more likely their willingness to perpetuate this deception. Yuval Noah Harari, <clears throat> my goodness, folks, I'm losing my voice. Yuval Noah Harari, best-selling author and confidant of Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum, predicted the end of human-dominated history because of an upcoming alien invasion. Quote, history will continue with somebody else in control, he said. Why has Harari changed from advocating artificial intelligence and transhumanism as the future of mankind of, uh, to that of one dominated by extraterrestrials? Does a surprisingly turn in his thinking not show just how far the Luciferian globalists are willing to go in preparing the world for our disappearance at the time of the rapture? Do you also notice that Harari, like so many others, naturally assume that the aliens are far more advanced than humans in both intelligence and technology? They must create the illusion so that people believe they are capable of making tens of millions instantly disappear. The UN's seven-year commitment. On September the 18th and 19th, 2023, a majority of member a majority of member nations at the UN committed to a seven-year plan of accelerated growth to implement the 17 Strategic Development Goals, or SDGs, of Agenda 2030. Although significant, let me quickly point out that this is not the covenant that the Antichrist will make with Israel as prophesied in Daniel 9.27. What this demonstrates is the determination of the world's leaders to set up a one-world government that controls the lives of those who it will enslave or those it will enslave it's very clear that both the wef and the un long for this totalitarian regime and want it in place by 2030 it also tells us that things are going as well as the globalists would like although they achieve some progress through the COVID-19 scare and are seeking to make climate change a factor in bringing the nations together things are not progressing as well as they had hoped one on on the fifth page of the document, we are told that there is an urgent need to take the actions necessary to reverse declines and accelerate progress to achieve the 2030 agenda and implement the SDGs. Author and friend Terry James addressed this shortfall in his uh, his excellent article, The Crisis. He credited the Lord's resistance with stalling the elite's objectives to achieve their desired dominance. The calamity they need will come via the rapture, which will happen according to God's timing, not theirs. The disappearance of so many people will give the globalists the emergency they crave. As the aliens' deceptions takes hold after the rapture, the nations will readily join together to fight what they regard as a common enemy. In his interview, Harari stated that a unified or a united world would have a much better chance of resisting an extraterrestrial invasion. Just throwing here, guys, all the movies, Hollywood movies, have been setting the world up for this. Anyway, so the following quote from the UN's SDGs meeting seems uh, to say that such an emergency, such as caused by the rapture, would lead to greater control by the UN. On that page, UN openly admits that one of the purposes of its 2024, the Summit of the Future, is to, quote, put in place a stronger international response playbook for complex global shocks, maximizing the use of the Secretary General's convening power in the form of an emergency platform. And, quote, there's a sense of urgency in these statements coming from the UN. It, is it because they are falling behind on their goals or do they know a great crisis looms in the future? Days of Noah and Lot. The Lord predicted that end times would resemble the days of, of Noah, Matthew 24, verses 36 through 39, and of Luke, or I'm sorry, end of Lot, Luke chapter 17, verse 28 through 29. And that is precisely what we see. The Bible doesn't provide us with details of the violence in Noah's day, which was one of the factors that led to the flood. 
But that's in Genesis chapter 6, verse 13. He says, however, I believe the abortions, the sex trafficking, and, and sacrificing of young children and satanic rituals in the U.S. must at least rival the violence prevalent in the world before the flood. These things also tell us that the wickedness of our day far exceeds that of Sodom and Gomorrah. It's not even close, he says. I believe the U.S. in particular is dangling by a very thin thread over a pit of destruction. We have long passed a day where we as a nation should have collapsed economically or ignited a deadly war with Russia or China. The Lord is sovereignly holding back these things until the time is right for his judgment. There's coming a day when all of us who trust in Jesus as our Savior will instantly vanish and not long after that, all of God's current restraints will suddenly evaporate and sudden destruction will fall upon the earth. First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians chapter five verses one through ten. How much longer can it be before we appear in glory with our Savior? Colossians three four. He says, "I believe it's very close," and I I agree. I totally do. On the other hand, I do I don't know for sure how much longer it will be until Jesus takes us home to glory. Perhaps. We will face an increasing affliction in the coming months or during 2024. However, we must also avoid thinking that the rapture cannot happen today or in the very near future. Such is the new date setting era of so many Christians today who assume that it won't happen in their lifetime. Folks, this is by Jonathan Brentner, and um, he is a fantastic author. Fantastic author. I always enjoy um, reading his books. So, guys... Man, I'll tell you what, get into the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And uh, I am going to get off here because I am losing my voice. And um, I hope you guys have a great day. Um, it is 1.07 a.m. my time, September the 27th. It's an early, early Wednesday morning. Um, is it Wednesday or is it Tuesday? <laughs> it is Wednesday morning. I'll tell you what, I am that tired, you guys. Um, so with that, I'm going to get off of here and um, I'm probably going to read that article again tomorrow on a separate um, podcast because I lost my voice. It was just terrible here at the end. I know it sounded terrible. I do apologize for that. Um, but anyway, um, with that, guys, I'm going to get off here and try to get some sleep and I uh, hope you guys have a great day. If you're listening to me, whenever you're listening to me, I pray that you have a great day or a great evening and uh, may the good Lord bless you and keep you. And uh, just keep all of our brothers and sisters in prayer in India and I mean, all around the world, Australia, New Zealand, um, England, UK, uh, Scotland, Ireland, folks. We have brothers and sisters all around this world, everywhere, Pakistan, even in Israel, you know, folks, you know, we're, we're all, we're all family. If we're Christians, we're all brothers and sisters. We're going to spend eternity together forever <laughs> so give you a little bit of food for fodder there as my dad would say um anyway i am going to get out of here so may god bless you guys and keep you and may his face shine upon you anyway let's keep looking for the for the glorious appearing of our great god and savior jesus christ so get in the word of god let the word of god get into you and maranatha lord jesus maranatha art perhaps today <laughs>